Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast. I am Ipek Williamson. Today, I am thrilled to introduce our guest, Rebecca Holt, a remarkable transformation coach and spiritual mentor. She is the creative force behind the WELL, intuitive training and mentorship programs. Rebecca, your work revolves around the profound impact of healing sound vibration, meditation, and breathwork on the human experience, like pranayama, breathwork healing, earth energy medicine, and sound therapy through your unique sound weaving practice. I'm so curious about that. And that includes sound weaving baths. So uh, you come with a long list of gorgeous gifts and I can't wait to dive into our conversation. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm thrilled and honored to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this was a short list of your gifts, but uh, there must be a story behind how all of these even came to be a part of your life. Uh, would you care to share that with us, that story? Yes. I was. I loved your um, just having, I had some time to get to talk with you. And I've gotten to know you over the, the greetings, I feel like, somewhat last year. The, over, last year, maybe that was 2022 now. And just feeling your presence. And I want to say thank you for making a difference for me, just even in knowing you, I feel that blessing. So thank you for being with me here today. And I can feel the peace in you bringing me peace like in this moment. So thank you. I, I appreciate that. That part of my story, I'm going to breathe because breath is um, key. Like I have a teacher who passed. She was one of my greatest mentors and dearest mentors. And she would say, our breath is the most tangible and most intimate way to touch spirit. When we breathe, we inspire. And so I'm just reminding myself of that beautiful gift that when I breathe in, I get it. I breathe in my own sacred inspiration and the deep wisdom from the divine that I am. And my story throughout my life, I had very early childhood trauma and wasn't aware. I always knew of it because I had some really deep physical symptoms as a child, like a lot of things that let me know, but I didn't have the full awareness until into my early 20s or maybe 18-ish. As a really little girl, I was a highly sensitive person, very sensitive to everything, sounds, lights, people, and very, very musical. And as a really small girl, one of the themes that runs throughout my life, we had this Carpenters CD um, with this song, Sing, Sing a Song, and I would perform a lot for my family. I danced and sang as a little girl. And there's that song, sing, sing a song, like no matter if it's not good enough. And I would sing that song like across the house. Like my family probably got really sick of me doing it. 
But music from that time, it kind of became a mantra for me and people that, for people that don't know what a mantra is, in Sanskrit, the word is, comes from manas, which is the mind and try, which is an instrument of. So it helps us. We repeat. It's repetitive usually in Sanskrit, but it can be I am um, wholeness or I am love. That's a mantra. When we repeat something, it comes to pass. And that I know, I understand that deeply to be the meaning of something is why the, of the words or why it is created because the meaning underneath our words is why something's created. So um, singing, song and music and singing was always the bridge that carried me across um, a lot of trauma. And really what I grew to know later was deep anxiety like throughout my life. But it was like this resonating kind of um, little underneath the surface anxiety that you don't know. But I would have meltdowns as a little girl and those different things. And I don't, my mom wasn't aware, you know, and she would ask me, she's a very loving person and always asking me like, what do you think might've had, you know? And so into my twenties until I had the, some amazing experiences of healing and getting to come into knowing about that. Um, And then really, I feel like that took me on a journey of the healing, how I could make a difference in the world through my own experience and into my 20s. And that would be a longer story to carry. But the music and sound and song has been my own healing balm. Like, and that that carries through me. I feel like from the time I was a little girl, I could hear kind of like a harmony around people. I could hear when something was in discord and when something was in harmony. And I feel like we are, our life, which we are, is made of goodness and harmony. We're made of that. And so I can kind of hear or feel when my clients are when something's off, I hear like a song. That's the most way I could describe that. Like the sound is out of key. So it kind of carries through my work and it's a really fun way to move through the world like as a song. So it seems like uh, you found what worked for you and you just uh, started sharing that gift with others and adding obviously more tools and uh, studies and uh, stuff. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing this lovely story of your past, your childhood and everything. Um, The thing that uh, struck me uh, when I first connected with you was seeing how, like, uh, how much love, how much compassion, how much uh, radiating abundant love was uh, coming from you. Like, I felt so much uh, compassion and love uh, coming from you for everybody. Yeah, you seem to be very comfortable sharing loads of love with people. Have you been uh, always like that since your childhood or did that manifest in your being later on? I feel like I was born like as a big heart walking around in a body, like as a body inside of a giant heart. I'm an introvert. As, as I'm social, but I'm introverted in that I replenish like when I'm with myself more. I love, love to be in groups, but as a girl, as a younger girl, that wasn't as it expressed outwardly in me. I had a deep love and probably um, you would think because of my trauma, it wouldn't be that way. But I think I overtrusted friends and people in my life and loved, loved, loved. As I went through my healing experiences, I did a master's degree in in my, how old was I? In my 30s oh. um, in clinical psychology and kind of focused around trauma-informed like consciousness studies and like transpersonal psychology 
but clinical. And then with pre and perinatal psychology as an emphasis. So studying consciousness, like from the womb on. So a lot of brain science and, but a lot of my work, and I was a counselor for a few years in my internship and really, really helped me to heal. I mean, you have to do when you're in that degree, you have to do your own work deeply. So I got to do a lot of work around my own healing. And so that love, I got to bring that out more in my life at that time. I feel like that started me on more of a ability to bring that out. When I had felt it, I could express it more. And let me tell you this, you are really good at that, Rebecca. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You make the people around you feel that and how genuine the love and compassion is coming from you. It's so beautiful. I really appreciate that about you. Thank so, you so much. Uh, you are welcome. Um, do you remember uh, the first moment you held the Ultimate Coach book in your hand? I do. Tell me about that. Like, What was the thing you were most curious about uh, the book? I had ordered it. I, my cousin, Nan Glauser, is dear friends with um, Steve. And that's how I kind of knew about. And then I had I'd fought, I had met him maybe in 2015 at her husband's funeral because her husband died mm-hmm. and they were dear friends. And so I just was struck by him. I, as a, I, I thought, how can a human being this be this loving and this present? And he was like a dad to my cousin's family and just so loving. And so I just watched him, you know, and followed him on Facebook. And so when the book came out, I got it and just started reading it and was so struck by being, I feel like that's been a way of life for me really through my life. I feel like I have parents who are, my dad loves to hug people and he kind of reminds me of Steve in some ways, like he would pass out this book about miracles with my dad to a lot of people and really be present with people and love them. And my mom's a, like a deeply loving person. So I had that that presence um, taught to me, I feel like, in my family, even though busy with seven kids, like there was presence there and the, the teachings of being were there, like in my home, I feel like, which is probably kind of rare, even though like I'm not saying perfect, please, we have like there's everyone has dysfunction, but but that presence of being was really what struck me. And I, I'd i always wanted to know more about, I knew about his coaching, my cousins, his friends. So she'd always just said how amazing. And I thought, now I can learn these principles. I can read what it is he's teaching. And it just, as I started reading, probably from some of my, you know, his sensitive, him being a highly sensitive person and me realizing in myself that something, wow, I can identify like I'm not the only one, you know, or what I didn't know many or even know much about that. And so that was really incredible for me. And then I got to go to the Arizona um, event, which was all of those things kind of in a row. You know, I got onto the group, like maybe when there was like 50 people, I remember it was very small (laughs) and not very many people and just, you know, people sharing their stories and truths. And so all of that kind of combined with the book was this way of, you know, bridging into a new time for me. I was in a really big transition at that time. So it was the perfect thing for me to kind of launch into the next time for me. Yeah. And I I remember, as you said, you attending the uh, book reading uh, sessions. So all in all, 
between the book reading sessions and you reading the book yourself, how many times would you say you might have went through the book so far? I would say three times as a whole, three times as a whole. And then I got it on audio. And how I do it now is just I will like go on to chapters or sometimes I have the book as well. I'll just pick up the book and open a chapter, but I do audio more and I'll just kind of click on it to see what comes up almost like the inspiration or what's going to come up. What, when am I going to read today? And that has been like a really beautiful way to touch back with it. I would say the book readings probably were the most profound. I was on there with Rain when she started them which is, was such a beloved experience. And then Tanya and, and your whole crew carrying that on and just being able to, and I got to share and read one of the times. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful experience to do that in person with all of you and with Steve and Amy. Mm-hmm. That was like really having it be living. I care about things being, have, having life and living in me. So I feel like the book got to be alive in me through that. Yeah. That's that's a beautiful way of uh, putting it. Yeah, lovely. Okay, now I have this question that I ask. I decided to ask everyone I talk to for this podcast, and you are the first one that I'm going to ask because I had Anne Marie before, and I didn't start that then. So you are the first one. So the question is. Which one of the questions in the before you begin section of the book or on the back of the book you see is the one you need to focus on at this time in in your life? I love that question. As I mentioned, I've been on a very, very intense or I would say intense and life-changing profound personal. I'm a coach, a full-time coach, and I also have a coach who is who has literally his work has been like has been like changing for me and and it focuses on really really coming alive and and I feel like I've come alive and this question my my coaching is my calling and it's to sit with people to know to be so fully alive with the life in me that they they could come alive and with that it's about love and this question says who would I need to be to know that my life makes a difference And I was all the questions and, you know, I love the one about being extraordinary. And I think about if I'm going to be extraordinary, then it's for me to be making a difference, you know, in the lives of others. And one of the statements that I will, that I believe my coach shared it with me and I've, I've really, and my coach is Craig Gore. That's my coach. One of the statements is where I point my love is blessed and where I point my love is healed. And I feel like Every day, I know that is true. I know that is true. When I sit with my clients and my love and my, the life in me is a blessing. Someone doesn't leave my presence without feeling blessed. And so I take that into everywhere I go. I am always uh, working on that. <laughs> it's not, I'm not a master of that. I'm a student of that and, and hope to be one day a master of that. And it's like, if I can make a difference with the person at the coffee stand or if I can make a difference with, you know, a child that I'm sitting with, anybody, this a dog, or that's my, that is really, I think, at the core of my, um, of a value to me, really deep value. Actually, uh, the other day I was uh, watching a video by Chris Smith. He is also from the Ultimate Coach community. And he was uh, talking about the difference 
that the difference a coach can make. And he was uh, explaining it this way, like by coaching one person, you make a difference in their life. But it is like a ripple effect and because they go ahead and make a difference on other people's lives around them. So I would say you picked the one of the best, <laughs> best uh, who do I need to be uh, statements. Thank you for choosing that. So now I'm going to ask you, uh, I I'd also decided to have some uh, rapid fire questions for my guests. And you are again the first one that I'm gonna <laughs> try first. Oh, perfect! Uh, yes, I get the, just on the spot. I'm good. On I'm good the, at on that. On the spot, but but they are all really easy questions, and I'm gonna ask you three of them. So the first one: What is your favorite book beside the Ultimate Coach book? What's a book that has had a significant impact on you that you would recommend? Hmm, that's. That is a huge question. Let me think. <laughs> I bet there are so many, but pick one. That's why um, <laughs> I am thinking for a moment. I'm like, can I pick one out of those? Let me think for a minute. Um, okay, you can you can uh, mention more than I, one. I'm gonna say a type. I I'm gonna say a type, and then speak about why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am a I'm a poet as well. And poetry has been like one of the most during like a lot of years of anxiety. I found poetry as like a deep healing tool. And then I did some studies around therapeutic poetry. And there is there are two poets who, well, there's many, there's two who impacted my life in such a beautiful and like transformational way. One is David White and another one is John O'Donohue. Yeah. And John O'Donohue passed away and they're deep, deep friends. These two men. John was a priest in Ireland and a like a, a mystic, really. And David White is, I, I believe, English and I won't get it exactly right, maybe part English and Irish. Mm -hmm. And their work, there's many books that they both have. There's a book by John O'Donohue called Beauty. That's one that I love. And then David White has many, many books, but one of them is Consolations and it's a book of words. And I'm passionate and obsessive with words and also because of their meaning. And in that book, he takes everyday words and like kind of unfolds them in this really beautiful, sacred way. Oh. And when you hear him, what's profound about his work and the books is is his when you see him in person. And many years ago, several years ago, I got to do a sound um, introduction for one of his live workshops here in Utah. And just that experience of seeing him live and hearing his voice and cadence and rhythm share the poems and that's how his work comes alive in you and it so it's like the book just like the book of being his work is so alive you read the poems and you change like they're on the spot you can fill the whole room as he reads just fill slowly and then it's doing a work on you and so I would kind of think I could say a lot of spiritual books I love the way of mastery um, there's many books like that. Wow. Um, A Course in Miracles is one that I've studied for a long time. And I love those books. And poetry is, I mean, there's classic poets. And then I like a lot of ones that people don't know about too. So that's a genre that like impacts my life in a huge way. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm quite uh, intrigued. I'm going to look into those books you mentioned. Uh, okay. The second 
question is your guilty pleasure. What's something you indulge in, even if you know you probably shouldn't? Well, that is a good question. I don't have a TV. Like I don't sit there and watch TV. But if there's like I on my computer, if there's a series or something that's interesting that comes on, I could get sometimes I like I like documentaries or I don't really want to spend a lot of my time on TV. But if there's something that I get really interested in, I'll start watching it. And so I would say like once in a while that will happen and I'll just be impacted by it and that's probably, and I'm not guilty about it and I don't shame myself, but it's like a, t- a way that I spend my time every once in a while. And I'll just get so like into that, that I'll be like, and I would say like, there's a series that I did that with that if you haven't seen it, it's called Ted Lasso. And if I, I think most people have watched it. Have you? I am a big <laughs> fan. I am a big fan of that right? show. Yeah, I hope it. So I, I would say like yes. It's all to me. It's about living life in in this most deep, like loving, like like being such a good. He is so good. Yes. Um, and his life impacts others, and so, and and there's other series I watched that maybe aren't as positive as that one, but that's the one that sticks out in my mind. That was just like I was obsessed with, like that couldn't watch it fast, like get through it fast enough. <laughs> I think I like finished it. And then I think I've watched it several times just because of how it impacted me. But Rebecca, like think about making a difference in other people's lives. That guy, that character makes so much a big difference in so many people's lives. So it's so aligned with what you are doing in the world too. So that's true. That is true. (laughs) Okay. The third question your your daily mantra. Do you have a motto or phrase that you live by or you repeat uh, often? I have two. I along with my coaching, I um, I coach clients full time, life coaching, and really it's transpersonal coaching, which is like which is that combination between science and um, spirituality and psychology. And so with my clients, I also teach, I mean, in addition, I teach locally at a few recovery centers at several, and I teach that beautiful gift of mantra of Japa. It's called Japa Yoga, repetition of mantra. And there's one that I love that's, uh, there's two that I really love that are, I can sometimes catch them like going through my, just like they'll, they'll come up and one Mm -hmm. is so easy, but it's just so hum, I am. And so, um, as you, I'm sure you know that one. Yeah. And sometimes if I'm just that, I don't have to use it now. Um, and that's kind of a longer story, but I've really been able to, I had severe, severe anxiety in my life. And that's a whole other story. And through yoga and deep, you know, deep coaching and a lot of different work, I was able to really heal it. And I can really say that it is healed in me. So it's a thing I love to teach about because it wasn't, really through medication and really in a natural way for me over a number of years. And mantra is one of those beautiful things I started with. Mm-hmm. I don't have to use it now to get myself back there, but I teach it because it's what helped me, that bridge that helped me mm-hmm. to get to the deep peace that I feel now. So, so hum. And then there's another one. And I'll never forget seeing Tina Turner. If you ever want to see a most incredible, profound, she sings it and it's on YouTube. I can send it to you. And it's called Namyo Ho Renge. 
Yes, I know that. Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. It's incredible. And it's mm. it's the title of the Lotus Sutra, which is really that we're all the seed and the flower in all moments that we're like the the berry seed and then the blooming. And I love that. And it's really that I am aligned with the universe that I am. And to me, I am that. I'm not just something that it moves through. I really believe that I am that life force and that that substance that we create is is what I am. And so Namiho Renge Kyo is that just kind of moves through my life, I feel like. If anyone haven't seen that, YouTube it because she is she does the whole thing and her voice is so low. And and you've seen it, I can tell. It's it's profound to watch her just by memory. She does the whole sutra. <sighs> Incredible, right? Yes, uh, I know it's a two hour video. And that actually made me go ahead and get her book about it, uh, Happiness Becomes You. And this book, a life-changing book by Tina Turner, really. And uh, I created a, a meditation, chanting meditation, and it's called Chant of Miracles. It's Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. And on Inside Timer, it's one of my recorded meditations and people who are doing that meditation like for one month, two months, they continue every day and they say so many miracles uh, happen in their lives. It's a very, very powerful chant. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for the question. I love it. Uh, okay. Looking ahead, uh, what exciting projects, opportunities, or personal growth goals do you envision for yourself in light of the valuable lessons uh, you have gathered from the Ultimate Coach community and your journey so far? What is coming up for you? I love this time. I, With that, I'm going to briefly just say the impact that this community and this has had on me. I left a CEO position in 21, July of 21, for a girl, for a series of children's homes, like a treatment center for children. And I launched my own uh, at that time, just soon thereafter, the next, right into the next year, I launched into my own coaching. I'd had my own business for about 13 years, healing and some coaching, but not full-time somewhere on the side. And I just launched right into that. And I had my cousin's son said to me at that time, I'll never forget it. He said, every foot, every step you take will be lit up under your feet, every step you take. And literally he was right. And I just, as I stepped into the group, I went to the London event as well and got to share an incredible place with Casey and Philip in this group and just had some profound experiences. And then around that time, I started my coach team. And I didn't start into full-time. So I've been coaching with my coach for almost a year now. And profound life, life-changing work. And I feel like I'm really, I feel like I can say that I've gotten to the bottom of so many things that I had done 20 years of therapy for or other coaching or every modality you can think of. And this work is deep and I'll never do anything else. And that's the, you know, it's really this um, coming alive in ourselves and really knowing that we are the source, that we are that animating life, primal life, and, and that I am everlasting life. And that that, you know, 
pours out from me. And so as I move into that, my business is full-time coaching now. And I'm, I did two groups last year and I'm starting a new group this fall for women, a four month group. And it it's really, I'm inspired. I was inspired by, it's called Campfire to gather women because I love a lot of my feeling happened in the red desert of Utah in Escalante. So I got to do a lot of like sweat lodges and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a virtual fire of us coming and a coaching group for four months. So I'm really excited for that launching in November. And then I will do a retreat, which I don't have announced yet, but next summer, a retreat coming up then too. So kind of my clients are invited to that and then others that want to join us. So I'm really excited about those things and just moving into this next, I, I really live my life seasonally and and sacredly. I love, I, I'm a de- really devotional person. And so I feel that devotion to kind of noticing what season I'm in. And I'm excited for, I love this fall season here in Utah and I'm excited to see where it takes me. I'll say this here too, because in my coaching, one of the aspects I've noticed is deep desires that come up once we really empty out, when we feel still and we're slow and we can really be intimate with ourselves, like those deep desires that we might've pushed down come up. And I've just had this really desire returning to me to possibly locate, relocate. And I don't, I'm feeling kind of that call. Don't, I don't exactly know where yet, but I have a few places I've visited like to a smaller place. (laughs) So I visited a few and I feel impressed by them. One of them is Montana. And I've had that word in my, I've just maybe for 10 years, just thought about it in the back of my mind and said, I need to visit Montana. And (laughs) recently I went to visit there and it was one of the most like beautiful. So it's kind of in my, who knows, but it's in my um, thoughts and in my experience right now living in me. So we'll see. (laughs) I'm speaking about it because I'm like pondering those things and putting them into my creation. Yeah, interesting. And you know, these kind of stuff come to our minds for a reason. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see. I will be never know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd love our listeners to connect with you, Rebecca. So how can people connect with you and learn more about the work you're doing? I know we will be putting your links under the notes for the podcast, but uh, how could they get to you? Find me. My I'm on Instagram under words that breathe. And that's my the name of my really my work. And it because our words are the meaning underneath our life and what we mean is lived out because of our, you know, we're so alive and what we mean is really felt and it's created. And so words that breathe is about that. And you can find me there. And that's kind of the name of all of my things, my word website. And I have a LinkedIn on there where you can inquire about my coaching or you can message me there. And I'm on Facebook. Um, so I sent you those links, I think, and LinkedIn, all of those places. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I sincerely appreciate you for being a part of this conversation and this community and your positive impact on our community and our listeners is uh, immense. Your genuine self is a gift and we are thankful for your presence. Thank you so much for being a guest for this podcast and I'm looking forward to following you and hearing about uh, your retreat and other work. 
Thank you so much. Bless you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.